What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. The MSG Sphere in Las Vegas is going viral for its out-of-this-world display on the Las Vegas Strip. But what really is this giant sphere for? Why was it built? How does it work? And what does the business behind it actually look like? This podcast is going to cover everything you need to know about the Las Vegas MSG Sphere. I had a bunch of fun putting this episode together, and I really think you're going to learn a lot. Let's get right into it. Okay, so I'm sure most of you have seen the Las Vegas Sphere by now. Whether you're on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you're at, it's been going viral all over the internet, and we're going to cover it all. We're going to talk about the details behind it, the business, why it's being constructed, what the future looks like, and everything else. But the most logical place to start is with James Dolan. Many of you probably know who James Dolan is at this point, but for those of you who don't, James Dolan is one of the most controversial owners in all of sports. His dad... Charles Dolan, founded Cablevision and HBO, amassing a $4.3 billion net worth by becoming one of the largest cable providers in the entire United States. The family then acquired several sports assets while they were building up these businesses. We're talking about the NBA's New York Knicks, the NHL's New York Rangers, Madison Square Garden, Radio City Music Hall, and a bunch of other entertainment venues. And James Dolan, the son, has managed those businesses since 1999. The past two decades, he's been in charge of those assets, those businesses. But it's been a rocky road, to say the least. The Rangers haven't won a championship since his ownership tenure began. And the New York Knicks have been especially dreadful, compiling a losing record over the last 20 years and winning just two playoff series during his tenure as manager of those assets. And James Dolan, he's done some pretty reckless things too. For example, I don't know if you guys have seen this in the news recently, but James Dolan is currently being sued for using facial recognition technology to track his rivals or people that he doesn't like and stop them from entering his venues, Madison Square Garden, Radio City Music Hall, et cetera, et cetera. The way that this works is he literally finds people that are talking crap about him or the teams online that he doesn't agree with, sends the profiles to his security team, and then his security team alerts him or stops these people from entering the venues using facial recognition technology. And it's not just fans that are talking crap about him online. It's other lawyers and lawsuits that he's defending himself from and things like that. It's become a mess, and it's part of the reason why James Dolan has received so much negative publicity over the last two decades. One, from an ownership perspective, he hasn't won, but then there's been a bunch of antics. It's not only the facial recognition technology, it's kicking out Charles Oakley, it's a bunch of other stuff, right? He's done a million different things that have, quite frankly, warranted some of this response from a publicity standpoint. But James Dolan wants to change all of that with his latest project, the MSG Sphere in Las Vegas. So you all have seen the sphere by now. Like I said, it's a 366-foot-tall by 516-foot-wide structure. It's located essentially at the Venetian Resort. It's next door, and it's across the street from the wind, and it has taken the internet by storm. It's not really a sphere because the the uh, the width is wider than the the height, but you get the point. It looks like it. It's an earth-like structure around ball. This project initially broke ground in September 2018 and was expected to cost $1.2 billion. But with COVID, the construction costs went a little higher than they expected. Again, 2018, they were saying that it was going to cost $1.2 billion. By 2020, they had a revised that estimate to $1.66 billion. Then in 2021, so one year after that, they revised it to $1.87 billion. And then this year, with it being finalized, the final bill came out to $2.3 billion construction cost. 
So again, that's about double what they initially estimated. In 2018, they said 1.2 billion when they broke ground. Now, almost five years later, it'll be five years in September, the final construction cost is $2.3 billion. Still, the project is now complete and the $2.3 billion in construction costs might end up looking like a bargain. Hang with me here. I'm getting to it, okay? The reason for this is quite simple. There's nothing else like the MSG sphere. They're saying this venue, some people are saying online, this is part of the reason that they're going to try to get an NBA team, an expansion team to Vegas. They're going to use this venue. That's not true. This venue cannot house an NBA team. It's not big enough for an NBA team. And the structure and the format of it inside does not fit an NBA team. They're not going to do that. The Vegas Golden Knights obviously have their own arena. This wouldn't fit anyways. They do say that they can host some MMA fights, UFC fights, or boxing matches. I think that's accurate and they probably will try to do some of that. But the unique thing about this venue is that it was specifically designed for music and art. Let me explain. The inside of the spear, we've all seen the outside. We've all seen the outside. It's awesome. It's cool. But the inside has a 250-foot high screen with 360-degree views all the way around. So I know we're on a podcast and you can't necessarily see what it looks like. But if you were to imagine the inside of the sphere, it's basically stadium seating all the way up on one side, like you would see in a normal concert venue or hall or something like that. There's a stage or whatever. And then in front of everyone, there's a massive IMAX screen, 250 foot high with 360 degree views all the way around. So it literally encompasses the entire arena, the entire venue. Then there's 168,000 speakers. That is an absurd amount. And to put that into context, the venue itself only fits 20,000 people. There's about 17,000 seats and you can max out at about 20,000 with standing room only. So 168,000 speakers for 20,000 people is insane. And the reason why there's so many speakers is because MSG believes that they found a way to deliver the same quality of sound to every single seat in the arena, from the person sitting in the very top row all the way down to the floor. They're promising that the sound quality is going to be the exact same for every single person. Obviously, I haven't been to the arena. I can't, I can't confirm that. No one else has heard it, whatever. But you get the point. It's supposed to be state-of-the-art. No one else has ever done this. But the outside is even crazier. This is what you guys have all seen. The sphere itself has 1.2 million LED lights. Now, these lights, there's 1.2 million of them on the outside, are the size of hockey pucks. They're spaced eight inches apart, and each one of these lights has 48 semiconductors inside them that can display 256 million different colors. So let me say all that again. The outside of the sphere has 1.2 million LED lights. These lights are essentially the size of a hockey puck. So that gives you some kind of context on like how big the outside of this thing actually is. 1.2 million hockey puck sized LED lights. They're all spaced eight inches apart and they contain 48 semiconductors that can display 256 million different colors. So as you can imagine, the variations of what you can display on this canvas, it's unimaginable, right? You can literally do whatever you want. There's 256 million different colors. There's 1.2 million lights. It's absolutely insane. So the venue also has a bunch of other cool things that I think we'll find out over time, whether they're valuable or not. They say that they can do 4D shows. They have the capabilities to do 4D shows. They have haptic vibrating seats. They have wind machines that could literally blow the roof off, they claim. They have temperature control. They have scent effects. It has basically everything you could possibly imagine. They say it's the largest sphere in the world. That's unconfirmed, but we'll take their word for it. And the coolest part to me, this is actually pretty fascinating. MSG also opened a 68,000 square foot studio in Burbank, California. And the reason for this was simple. 
This is where they're going to do all of the in-house, the creative, the production, the tech, the software, and the engineering teams. They're all going to live in this studio in Burbank, California, 68,000 square foot facility. So they're going to work on everything. All the stuff that you see on the outside of the sphere was done at this facility in Burbank, California. The teams, again, production, creative, tech, software, engineering, they're all working out of this one building. And the building itself even has a 28,000 square foot, 100 foot high custom dome that was intentionally designed as a smaller version of the Las Vegas sphere for creative and testing purposes. So everything that you see on the Las Vegas version, when you see it online or in person or wherever, it was probably tested at this creative house, this in-house creative production tech team in Burbank, California. Again, the facility is massive, 68,000 square foot. They have a hundred foot, basically miniature version of the sphere, and they're able to test everything that they want to do from a technology perspective. So to give you a little bit of context about what artists are thinking about this, there's this quote from U2's Bono. He did an interview with Apple Music, and I'll read it to you. He said, most music venues are sports venues. They're built for sports. They're not built for music. They're not built for art. This building was built for immersive experiences in cinema and performance. You can't come here and see a nice hockey game. And I think he actually makes a really good point, right? Like some of the most famous venues in the world and the biggest venues in the world where Taylor Swift's doing her tour, all these artists go and do their tours. They're football stadiums, right? They're arenas and they're not specifically made for music, art, culture, performances, cinema, etc. Now, there are a bunch of them. Let's not go wrong. Like MSG already owns one radio city music hall. They own a bunch of others too. So there's things that are built for shows and performances and stuff like that. But this venue specifically is designed for music and cinema, and the technology behind it is probably more advanced than, quite frankly, anything we've ever seen from, from a structural and architecture standpoint. And that brings me to my next point. The Spear was designed by the architecture firm Populous. Now, many of you probably don't know what Populous is, what they do, who they are, but they're the most famous architecture firm in the world for sports specifically. If you've been to a stadium, if you like sports, if you go to games, you've probably been to one of their stadiums. They designed Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They did State Farm Stadium for the Cardinals where the Super Bowl just was. They did Hard Rock Stadium for the Dolphins in Florida. They did LaSalle Stadium where the Qatar World Cup was played. They've done 12 Olympic Games venues and thousands and thousands of other sports arenas and projects. They're literally the most popular architecture firm in the world when it comes to sports. And the venue itself, the Las Vegas MSG Sphere, is officially going to open to the public on September 29th. So just a couple of months from now. And they're starting this with a U2 residency. So U2, the band, is going to do a 25-show residency at the venue. A quick rundown on just the, the specifications and the details around the venue. Again, it costs $2.3 billion to build. Capacity is 17,600 seats. It can expand to 20,000 from a standing room only perspective. There's 23 VIP suites. The dimensions, 366 feet tall, 516 feet wide. The screen height is 250 feet high with 360 degree views all the way around. 168,000 speakers. It took five years to build. Construction broke ground on September 27, 2018. And the economic impact is considerable too. There's 3,500 construction jobs that were created in the construction of this building. And there will be 3,000 venue roles when this thing is fully in production. Again, U2 is going to kick everything off on September 29th with a 25-show residency. Ticket prices are starting at $140, but I'm sure they'll go much higher on the secondary market because I've already, when I've been tweeting about it, people in Las Vegas cannot wait to get in this thing. Some of them are like, oh, it's an eyesore. I don't want to see this. What is this? I don't care. But you got to imagine the demand for this thing is going to be through the roof. 
Las Vegas is one of the entertainment capitals of the world, and people are going to want to see what it's all about. So tickets right now, $140 to get in on the primary market. They will go much higher on the secondary market. And then the second thing is called Postcard from Earth. It's a film that is the its first show created specifically to use the technology inside the sphere. And it's going to run a tour of the Earth on the venue 16K, 360-degree screen. It's basically a production that was created specifically for this venue. I'm sure it's going to be freaking amazing because they're going to utilize all the technology that this thing has. You can't just take a movie and throw it on the screen, right? It's not going to be nearly as cool from a technology perspective. This thing called Postcard from the Earth is specifically meant to showcase the technology in the venue. Tickets are running anywhere from $50 to $200. Maybe those sell out. Maybe they go higher in the secondary market. But there's going to be a lot of shows, so the supply is there. Maybe the demand doesn't catch up with it. But outside of concerts and shows, the other really unique thing about the venue is that they're going to make millions of dollars on advertising too. For example, I'm sure some of you saw it. I tweeted about it and many others have too. The NBA has already struck a deal with MSG to display the NBA Summer League content on the exterior of the sphere every day during the 11 days that they're competing at the Summer League. So the thing that I'm talking about is there was a basketball. It was orange, round, et cetera, and it said NBA Summer League on it. That was paid for by the NBA. MSG wasn't doing that for free. It was part of a partnership deal and an advertising deal that they did with MSG. Super cool, super unique. It obviously went super vile. It was probably one of the more successful campaigns the NBA has done in a long time, simply because of the social media impressions and everyone was talking about it. And we're going to see a bunch more of that stuff, right? And my guess is that, look, the Spears, it, it has a very unique canvas, we'll call it. Like the possibilities that you have there are just endless. It's not a billboard, right? It technically kind of can be considered a billboard, but it's not. The technology behind it is insane. The possibilities are endless. And there's this certain like social media virality behind it. There's already accounts on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok that are literally just posting everything they can find on this structure. And things are going to continue to go viral and viral and viral as long as your creative team puts a good foot forward and puts something out there that people are going to enjoy. So I think it's a prime target for very forward-thinking brands. It's a prime target for people who want to get their name out there, get more social impressions. And I think what we're going to see, if I had to guess, is that this thing is going to be earning easy, easy eight figures plus in annual revenue from an advertising perspective. And I was trying to look up right before I jumped on the mic to record this podcast, just an example of like what else would be out there from an advertising perspective. And one of the clearest examples that I could think of was one Times Square. So it's a building in Times Square. I don't know how many of you can picture Times Square out of your just imagination, but it's the one building that's right kind of like in the middle. It goes from you know north to south. There's advertising on the whole entire thing. This building, it used to be analog. It was all physical billboards back in the day. They changed it to fully digital. The building, the entire side of the building went fully digital in the mid-1990s, and they run ads nonstop. It's one Times Square in the heart of Times Square. This building, I looked it up, generates upward of $23 million per year in advertising revenue. Now look, Times Square gets a lot of exposure. It's one of the biggest advertising regions in the entire world, probably one of, if not the biggest. And it's tough to say that the sphere in Las Vegas is going to be able to do that in year one. I don't know if it is, right? But ultimately, I think the interesting part is that the possibilities are much more endless, right? You can get much more creative with the sphere. The things that you can do there have a much more viral aspect to them than you're going to see with the one Times Square building. So maybe it's 10 million to start. Maybe it's 20 million. Maybe they reach the 50 million. I don't know, but it's going to be significant. And they better hope that it's significant because based on 20,000 seats or whatever, that's over $100,000 per seat in construction costs. Obviously, they'll earn a good portion of this back by having concerts and other events, but advertising 
is going to be a big play as well. And the other thing to keep in mind is, it's not like MSG is just going to stop at one building. London, England is next. For those of you who haven't been following around the business behind this structure, so James Dolan, again, he owns the teams, he owns the networks, he owns a bunch of entertainment assets as part of his portfolio. What he did was he spun off the live entertainment parts of his business earlier this year, and he rebranded the Sphere in Las Vegas and MSG Networks, so them two combined, those parts of his portfolio, he rebranded them as Sphere Entertainment Company. It's a publicly traded company. It trades on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker SPHR. And the equity value is kind of fun to follow because this thing just went live on July 4th and the stock is up 25% since it went live on July 4th. I think it's up over 50 or 60% this year alone. Now, this thing has been trading for a while because they basically just rebranded and transitioned and spun off a couple different assets. But people are clearly excited about the possibilities and the revenue that this thing could drive. And it brings me to my last point, which is don't be surprised to see more Spear-like venues pop up. MSG executives have already purchased land in the Stratford area of London for their next project. I believe that land was purchased in 2018. They're still waiting on approvals to get the final go-ahead to go and start building it. But my guess is that comes, you know, relatively soon here in the next couple of years and they build that, right? And that's going to be very, very, very similar to the structure that they have built here in Las Vegas. And my guess is, right, if that goes well, they're just going to build another and another and another. And this is James Dolan's big bet, right? He's saying, you know, whatever, I haven't performed really well when it comes to owning these teams. We haven't won championships. Some people might hate me, whatever. But he's betting that these entertainment specific venues are going to be very popular and they're going to draw great praise on social media and people are going to love them. They're going to become advertising meccas. You're going to have performances there. Artists are going to want to go there. Shows are going to be made specifically for there. And maybe he's right because what we're seeing is investors are reacting positively to the new entertainment venue with the stock up 25% since launch. And it's very clear to me that James Dolan and his partners believe it has the potential to become a global brand. That's it for today, though. I had a bunch of fun putting this episode together and learning about the business behind the newest attraction in Las Vegas, and I hope you enjoyed learning about it too. Please do me a favor and make sure to rate and review this podcast on Spotify, on Apple, on Google, wherever you're listening to it. Leave me a five-star review and let me know what you're enjoying about the podcast so far. I hope everyone has an amazing day and we'll talk later this week. 